Hi, welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Zomi. Breast pumps approved by lactation consultants and loved by moms. And today's episode is also brought to you by Cake Maternity. Cake Maternity stocks one of the largest ranges of maternity and nursing bras. And we will hear more from our sponsors later. But at BadassBreastfeedingPodcast.com, you will find a sponsor page. And we would love it if you would check there if you need anything because our sponsors make this podcast possible. And while you're there, you can scroll down and you can enter your email address and you'll get episodes sent straight to your inbox every week. And now Diane has our review of the week. And it comes from our iTunes. Thank you so much for putting this on iTunes. It really helps the podcast a lot. From Chelsea says, how do you do it? I swear you're psychic. Every time I'm going through something, I can almost bet that I'll get my answers on Monday. Your timing is impeccable. I struggle with anxiety. You did an episode on that. I hit one year breastfeeding literally the following Monday. You have an episode on that. I'm not even surprised anymore. We must be on the same wave. Same wavelength. Okay, now that that's out of the way, here's my review. Abby and Diane, you are so knowledgeable, passionate, and real. I started listening to you when my baby was four months old. Like I said, we recently hit a year and there's no end in sight. Because of your support, I've made it this far and we've reached my goal of becoming a lactation professional. I reached out to you throughout all my stages of realization and making a difference and your constant support kept me believing in myself as a nursing mother. I don't want to make this a novel, but I just want to say that you have helped me stand up for nursing people everywhere. We are in this fight together to normalize breastfeeding wherever we are. In a time where so much is changing, I know we can change how society looks at breastfeeders. Fellow breastfeeders, here's your reminder to nurse your baby toddler in public without any shame. You are amazing. You are enough. Abby and Diane, thank you. Thank you so much from Chelsea. Oh, that was very sweet. I love her inclusive language too, nursing people everywhere. I know. I think that was awesome. That's a good reminder for us too. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, And I love that, you know, she kind of like really, really felt empowered with her breastfeeding. And I'm hoping that everybody is feeling that way because no matter where you are in your journey, you've come a long way. Like it's, this is not easy stuff. And This was one of the reasons why we're doing this episode today, because sometimes we really need to feel that empowerment to be like, no, this is something that I want to do and I'm going to keep going with my breastfeeding journey. Yeah. You know, I mean, just from my personal struggle, I struggled in the beginning, not with people telling me to wean, but with just like figuring out breastfeeding. You know, you go through all of this, like, first of all, you're going through a whole entire transformation as a person from not being a parent to being a parent. And whether you're breastfeeding or not, that is just one head trip. Ugh. That's like a whole entire, you're becoming a new person. I mean, your baby is born, but you're kind of born too. You're a whole new person. And it takes this like time to go through this transformation and this transition. And it's just, there's no way, it's too abstract and it's too big to like even put into words. And you can only know if you've been through it. I know you all know. And you Mm -hmm. know, I don't have any any words to explain it. But then you put on top of that, like your breastfeeding struggles, you know, which people listening to this podcast would relate to. Um, And, you know, through all of that, I mean, for me anyway, through all of that and kind of coming out the other side of it, I was just like, I am not stopping because I was like, okay, I'll go a year. And then I got to a year and I was like, there's no way that I'm going to stop this now. 
Like we finally figured this out. And I know some people don't, you know, some people want to wean whenever, but I didn't want to. And I just was like, I can't, I'm not stopping this now because I worked so hard to get here. Mm -hmm. And this has become like who I am. And then you have people who are like, well, that's kind of weird. You know, you have people around you going like, oh, they're getting kind of old, aren't they? Or like, are they really getting enough from you? Or your doctor saying like, yeah, you know, all kinds of things like, well, if you want to have another baby, you'll have to wean. If you, you know, if you're going to go through such and such procedure, whatever, you're going to have to wean. If you're going to... You know, there's so much. There's like, so many reasons that people tell you to wean. If you're, you know, if, if they feel like your your child isn't eating enough solid foods, they'll tell you, well, you have to wean so that they'll eat more solid foods. Um, they're not, you know, it's it's not for nutrition anymore. So why are you doing it? Kind of really disregarding the whole relationship as a whole. Right. Oh, it's just for you now. Yeah. The child doesn't get anything from it. It's just selfish now. You're just doing it for you hear a lot like and I know we put like here you know when a doctor tells you to wean um, and it doesn't even have to be it could really be I mean it could be anybody sometimes you'll hear this from family members or friends or whatever but sometimes it'll even be a specialist maybe it's not even your you know your actual doctor you know I've had a lot of people contact me and be like well I need a dental work done and they said well you can't get you Mm -hmm. can't get anything done until you're done breastfeeding maybe you should wean or or you can get this or you know maybe it's um a GI doctor, maybe you've been sent to a GI doctor. I think we all know how I feel about that. But sent you to a GI doctor for your baby, maybe your baby's having some gastro issues, you know, whatever. And they're saying, well, you're going to have to wean and put your baby on this specialized formula because we think this will be better for your baby. Like those kinds of things too happen. And then you're like, okay, you're really, it's not even just like, okay, now you have to somebody's telling you to wean and it's not what you want to do. It's like, now you feel like, am I going to be hurting my child by continuing to breastfeed? Like, that's the other thing that happens with that stuff too. Let me tell you, you need to wean because you can't do this medical procedure. Now it's either you or your baby, right? Or you need to wean because you can't let your baby have this, you know, medication that you're going to take. Or you need to wean. I was going to say, or because you smoke or or because because you're taking medication or because of, you know, all kinds of things that we just think, well, you, you can't do that. You have to wean in order to do that. And then you're like, okay, well, what do I do? Do I take care of my mental health or do I breastfeed my baby? Right. And I mean, the right thing to do is take care of your mental health. Like if you make that decision, then that's what you should do. But you don't have to wean to do it. That's right. the thing it's, is people don't know. It's really, it's, it's really maddening, you know, because you're left making a decision that is an impossible decision to make. And you're left feeling like you're hurting your child. You know, I mean, it yeah. just, there's no way around that. And nobody should put you into that, into a position like that. Really. I no. mean, it, it, it just, I, it's awful. You know, I'm thinking like, I mean, this podcast is about breastfeeding, but it's also about us too. So I'm going to tell this personal story. <laughs> <laughs> so I was on, um, which Diane already knows, but I was on, you know, I've, we talked about that anxiety episode and how much I struggled with anxiety and I was on um, antidepressants, Paxil, like mm. when I was like 30. I'm 45 now. So that was a while ago. That was certainly before I had kids and all that. And then I went off and I was doing really well and everything was great. Um, not great, but I mean, I was managing uh, without medication. And then just recently, just with like the pandemic Mm. and all that, I have struggled a lot 
been having a lot of anxiety, a lot of, um, just a lot of anxiety. And so I decided to start taking medication again. And so I'm like three weeks into taking Zoloft. And so far it's going good. I think that I don't have any like major side effects or anything. But the reason why I'm telling the story is first of all, because I want to tell people that I'm taking medication so that, that, that when I say like, oh, if you need medication, you should totally take medication that I'm not just like, I walk the walk too. Mm-hmm. You know, like I believe that this is something that I need right now and I'm going to do it. And um, and I will say, you've heard us talk about all these medications or whatever. If I was still breastfeeding right now, even with everything that I know, I would still be a little nervous. I would still be like, okay, okay, let me just make sure that like, it's safe for me to take this Zoloft while um, I'm breastfeeding. And even with everything that I know, it's still in my head, that doubt, you know, that because it's so common, it's so, it's such a thing in our society. Like you can't do this when you're breastfeeding. You can't do that. You can't do that. It's like in there, you know, it may, I I would still feel like, oh wait, I can do this. Right. Right. Wait, like, wait, this is safe. Right. I would still Mm -hmm. be doubting. So, I mean, even when you have all the information, the whole point of this is like when you have the information and you think you have the information or you think it sounds, you know, maybe your doctor tells you something or somebody tells you something that you're like, oh, I don't know if that's right or true. Like we still have all these messages and all this stuff from society that's going to just make us doubt whether we can continue to breastfeed. Yeah. It's, I mean, and I, I really have a hard time with anybody telling a parent what they should be doing. You know, like they don't know you in your relationship with your child. So for them to say to you, well, you really should wean. Or when are you going to wean? When are you planning to wean? Because you're going to have to wait and, you know, do A, B, and C once you wean. Like, how about having a discussion with that parent and saying, well, how are you, how do you feel about what if it came down to weaning? Like, is that something you would want to do? Should we try to find a way to make sure that you're comfortable until you're ready to wean? Or how about let's look into this more and see if you even need to wean for this to happen instead of putting these blanket statements out there about, I know more than you. So you have to do as I say. Or you have to struggle. Yeah. I remember with when I was pregnant with Jack, I got a, a, my tooth started to hurt. And I went to the dentist and I was like, I'm pregnant, you know, all this, whatever. And he's like, I think you need a root canal. Um, and he was like, here's what we'll do. Since you're pregnant, we'll do like, we'll do half of it. You know, we'll do the part. We'll do like the first part. And then we can wait until you have your baby to do the rest of it. You know, just so that we're doing like minimal work while you're pregnant. And he was like, you know, willing to do that. He wasn't like, well, you know, we can't do this now or we can't. Da, da, da. And then when I was breastfeeding, I was like, well, I'm breastfeeding now. And he was like, you know, this is totally safe to do while you're breastfeeding. It's totally fine. Um, and he like knew that information. Yeah. So if you have a doctor who's telling you, I mean, especially for doctors, I would say, I can't think, I mean, I can think, I can think of some situations where you might want to wean. Like if you, I mean, there's a woman on Instagram who had a double mastectomy. She had to wean. She was yeah. diagnosed with cancer and she had to wean. Like, that's a situation where you have to. Yeah. But you, 
you know, when you have a doctor that's just like, well, you need to wean, I, that is a that is a major red flag mm-hmm. because there are not many situations where you actually have to. Like where you actually have to, right? You know, like you. There, it's just it's it's a situation. If somebody tells you that, I feel like that's just like a big red flag, big flashing neon light to look into it further, because yeah. it's probably not true. And I've 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 had parents that had to go on a medication, and you know I do see this a lot. So if you're one of these people, you know I, you're not alone. Where you were on something prior to pregnancy for an actual like for a real legitimate like lifelong situation. I, and this one mom that I'm thinking of right now had has MS, and she would be on mm-hmm. a medication, and then when pregnancy hit, came off the medication, and then had to go on it within so many months of you know, being postpartum Mm -hmm. in order to manage her symptoms. Mm -hmm. And it was actually safe for her to continue breastfeeding, but she herself did not feel comfortable with it. And she even said like, I am not comfortable with it. So I need to figure out how to weed. So it's like, that's her making her own decision based on her beliefs. And, you know, and I could give her all the information in the world on why it's okay. And she was just like, "I, I just don't feel comfortable with it. And that's okay. You're at least making your own decision. You know, you are making your own decision about how you feel about it. Yeah. You know, we go through that right now with the pandemic, even like I, you know, it's like, well, this maybe this, you know, we could do this thing and maybe it's safe to do that. And I was like, but you know what? I'm going to choose not to do that because I know that I'll be just managing my own anxiety the whole time. Right. And that's that's a choice that I need to make to just not have to deal with anxiety the whole time. Is I'm going to just choose to, you know, change plans or do something else so that I am not freaking the fuck out all the time. Yeah. You know, so like that's, you know, then you make that decision. But when you have that, when you have somebody that's saying to you, oh, your baby's 14 months old and still waking up at night to breastfeed, Ugh. maybe you should wean. Like yeah. that kind of stuff, That they're crossing a line. Like that is not, that is, that is, that is their opinion. That is not medical advice. That is an opinion that somebody no, has. and it's not true anyway. It's not. It's not no. going to help. It's not going to help them sleep longer if you wean. That's not a thing. But then you're like, okay, am I doing the wrong thing? Because then those, right, then those parents email us, which, yeah. you know, and they're like, am I doing, did I do something wrong? Did I screw up my kid? Yeah. Because they're, they're attached to me and, and I, I must have done something wrong. Because now they were not sleeping and the, you know, I, the doctor tells me I need to wean because that's why they don't sleep is because they're, it's like, oh my gosh, no, you didn't do anything wrong. This is just, I mean, babies are babies, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. And it, it doesn't, it's not okay for anybody to say to you, oh, well, if you weren't, if you weren't breastfeeding still, they'd be this perfect child that sleeps and eats great solids and gains perfect weight and does all the things textbook. No, that's yeah, not. I know. And that's so what basically what you're saying is that breastfeeding, the thing that babies were born to do is interrupting their development. <laughs> exactly. Like the, the way that like all mammals are designed to feed their babies and toddlers, by the way, is just, it's like that's interrupting their like life progress. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> My God. So should we go on with that after? Should we, should we go further into that? After yes. we talk about our peeps today? Absolutely. We'll be right, right back after a word from our sponsors. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Zomi, breast pumps approved by lactation consultants and loved by moms. Zomi's unique alternating mode design works with you to make expressing breast milk as comfortable and easy as possible. Their pumps have hospital-grade strength, are portable, BPA-free, and best of all, covered by all insurances. The new Zomi Z2 features three different pumping styles, which you can further tailor for comfort, massage, expression, and two-phase mode, expression, and massage. The Zomi Z2 is a closed system pump that prevents milk from backing up in the tubing. It also comes with a lithium battery and a micro USB port with cable for connecting to a power source, ideal for working and traveling. Zomi understands how crucial breastfeeding and pumping are to motherhood, so they made it easier with their double electric breast pumps. Check out Zomi at Zomi.com, that's Z-O-M-E-E.com, and you can use code BADASS20 for 20% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Cake Maternity. Cake Maternity is a nursing bra specialist, passionate about breastfeeding and the many benefits it offers for parent and bub and the environment. Breastfeeding, while natural, doesn't always come naturally to everyone. That's why they've made it their mission to empower breastfeeders as they mindfully navigate the world of parenthood and help make breastfeeding easier through experience-driven innovation. Cake Maternity stocks one of the largest ranges of maternity and nursing bras, which include seamless, sleep, flexible wired, non-wired, sports, padded, plunge, t-shirt, and fuller-breasted bras in sizes ranging from 30A to 42K. With 13 years of experience under their belt, Cake Maternity is renowned for their quality, fit, and support. Cake Maternity has you covered for your maternity and nursing bra needs. Head to Cake Maternity, that's like birthday cake, cakematernity.com and use code BADASS15 for 15% off of your purchase. And our sponsors and their promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode. And at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you'll find all of our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane, where she won't tell you to wean. I will not. I promise. So should we talk about how to how to talk about or how to talk to people that tell yes. you to wean? Yes, absolutely. And I think you have a few options. And this goes on. I feel like your option has to be what you can emotionally handle. Because mm-hmm. you have the option to educate someone, even your doctor. You have a quite you have the option to go. Well, so why do you, why are you saying that I should wean? What, what, what are, what's, you know, what are you concerned about? What do you, what do you think is the problem here? And then you can say, um, you know, I have information from my lactation consultant. I have information from my own research that that isn't true. You know, so what do you, you know, what do you say about that? And you can also get a lactation consultant and bring them on, you know, as part of your team Mm -hmm. and have them there, you know, to offer their own opinions. Um, But if you're going to, if you want to, to try to educate, you know, obviously that's wonderful and very helpful to the people that come after you. But I never felt, I mean, sometimes, but 
like when I'm at the dentist office and they're like, oh, you know, nighttime breastfeeding rots your teeth. I just smile and nod. <sighs> I'm like, okay. Like, I don't have the emotional energy to go at it with a doctor in the doctor's office, you know? I just mm-hmm. don't, I, I feel exhausted by it. And so I choose not to do that. Although I know that many people do choose to do it. And thank you. Just thank you so much for doing that because it is really important for them to hear um, information. The fact that they're not getting information from like the past 50 years about breastfeeding is troubling, but most of them do not have any of this information. Or, you know, if your doctor has like breastfeeding information, it's because they took the initiative to go and get it Mm -hmm. because it's not in their curriculum. They're, they're not, there's, they're not exposed to it. So some of them choose to educate themselves and that's great, but most of them don't. I mean, and that really, we're not just saying that, like I work with pediatricians who say to me all the time, we don't get this training. We don't get this. Yeah. So it really is. It's true. It's not a part of medical curriculum. It is not. And, you know, a lot of times you know, medical professionals, whether it be your pediatrician or your OB or whatever, you know, they want to give you the best information, but sometimes they just don't have it. But if you're coming to them and you're saying, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. My kid is still up twice a night eating. They're going to, the first thing they're going to say to you is wean them. Like, cause they don't know what else, you know, like what, what, what other thing are they going to say to you? You know, I think this goes back to like what I always say is, you know, we used to live in village type settings where elder people were, you know, there to show us the way, you know, and people who had breastfed were around us teaching us to breastfeed and how what was normal and helping, you know, with with um, babies and children around. Mm-hmm. And we have gotten ourselves into a situation where we are completely, you know, the um, nuclear family is completely isolated. So you have yourself and you're going through all this stuff yourself. And then we have these doctors that we have basically put into this position where they are the authority and um, the basically the the like the 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 person who the only person we have to go to for information. Mm-hmm. And so they're being asked questions all the time that they don't know the answer to. They've, you know, they, so they're going to give their opinion because they don't have the answer and they want to give you an answer. Um, I don't, I don't think that I've ever heard a doctor say, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Can I refer you to, you know, a lactation consultant or a whatever? I mean, they would, if you have a question about, if you have a mole on your body that looks suspicious, they're going to refer you to a mole specialist, (laughs) a dermatologist or whatever, you know, they're going to, they're going to refer you somewhere. But when it comes to like parenting and lactation, they don't do that. Right. They just say, well, this is, they just go along with like cultural norms. This is our cultural norm. And so, you know, this just, you know, just do that. And that's not okay because that's not, if that's not what you want, then it's not what you want. And it's also not based on child development or biology or anything that's actually true. And I, I think a lot of parents are 
realizing this is a situation, you know, like this is, is what they have to kind of deal with. And they're figuring out that they need to go elsewhere for their information. Like I, and I, that's something I see all the time. And it's stuff that I see like in our reviews and everything where people are like, okay, you know, I've found my own information. I've become empowered. Um, I found my own, you know, lactation specialist that I can ask questions to or whatever. And I don't necessarily listen to what my pediatrician or my, my OB or my whoever has to say about, you know, this situation with breastfeeding. And I've had messages like tw- probably twice in the last week and a half. I had a couple of people come to me that were like, you know, former clients of mine saying, um, I'm getting pushback about, you know, sleep for my baby or feeding for my baby or, you know, attachment parenting for my baby, like all that kind of stuff. And I'm getting pushback and I, would like suggestions on a new pediatrician or I would like suggestions on how to deal with it. Or I would like suggest, you know, and it's like people are figuring it out, you know, and sometimes they're just like, you know what? I realize I can't talk to my, to my doctor about these specific things. So I'm going to f- go elsewhere to get the guidance that I need. And that's okay. Cause now you're building a village, right? Like you're building your village and that's okay. I don't think it's ever meant to just have one person that you go to for every right. single thing. So it's okay to have that village of people that like, you're my, you know, you're my go-to on this. You're my go-to on this. But a lot of times that comes after a lot of frustration of dealing with this for a while. And I, I really wish people would kind of come into the, into parenting thinking, okay, let's build my village now. Let's build it I know, first. you don't know. You don't you know don't. that that's what you need because you just think, you go in thinking that your doctor has all the answers. Mm-hmm. And I, that was the biggest thing for me when I found other people that breastfeed and started hanging around them. I mean, that was the biggest game changer in all of my parenting journey. That changed everything, not just breastfeeding, but all of the decisions that I was making. I, was, I connected with people that were feeling that they were like parenting a little bit outside of the norm, you know, with attachment parenting or whatever. And um, just connecting with them, that changed everything. Mm-hmm. It changed my level of anxiety, changed, you know, my decision making. I was more confident. That was where like that real empowerment came from. Yeah. And that I mean, such a huge difference. It does. And right now when you're in a, I mean, in a pandemic. Yeah. It's really hard to find that village. So your village might be a podcast. Your village it, might be a, a Facebook you know a group. Facebook group, yeah, or you know like something like that. And that's you know that's that how is I okay. found them in a local Facebook group, mm-hmm. like a Chicago based f- Facebook group is where we all met for the first time. And then we're like, hey, do you want to go to the zoo? And a bunch of us met up at the zoo, and the rest is history. And it's you know <laughs> it's those. People, I mean, and I used kind of, I didn't have a lot of people around me when I first had my kids. And, you know, like I I had, you know, said before too, like my first son was born in a different state and then we moved back as soon as he was born. And like I had, I hadn't been living in my home state for years. And then I come back. So I had like lost touch with friends. And, you know, I really didn't have a lot of people around me, but my sisters had had kids you know, in the couple of years prior to that. So a lot of times I'd be like, okay, the baby's spitting up. Is this a big deal? My sister, you know, no, not at all. Sometimes babies are spitter, sometimes not. You know, this is what you do. Don't worry about it, whatever. I'm like, okay, you know. But I did, so I really felt that I wasn't calling my doctor for everything. Like I was really kind of picking more at my my family, yeah. you know, which is how it should be. Right. But not everybody has that. 
And I, I totally appreciate the fact that not everybody has that. So you do have to go to your outside sources and find that. And it, it is really, and when you're in a pandemic, like that is a really hard thing to do, you know, to find those outside resources for yourself. But it's so important. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to have to just count on that one provider who you don't, maybe you don't have a, you know, a, a relationship with necessarily. You yeah, know, you you're want just somebody their patient. Who, yeah. I mean, they, you know, even if they're the greatest guy in the world or lady or whoever, um, they're just your doctor. And you're just a slew of like a hundred, hundreds of patients that they're just trying to answer questions for. And, so, you, you know, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, so you like, you don't have to feel like if somebody tells you, you know, you should wean so that your child eats better solids or sleeps better, or, you know, whatever the zillion things that we, you know, kind of were talking about today. If that's not something that you want to do, that's not something you have to do. Yeah. You know what happens sometimes? And um, I've actually had people message me and they're like, well, I was told that I need to wean. And and I'll just go off on this whole thing. Well, that's not true. And you can look here and da, 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 and this isn't true. And then they'll be like, well, so I don't know. I think maybe I'll, you know, I should. And I'm like, wait a minute. You you want to wean. Is that what is that what you is that what we're getting at here? Like it's almost like an excuse to wean. Mm-hmm. And you don't need an excuse to wean. No. Because then I'm like, oh, wean. wait, you want to wean? Okay, here, let me give you different resources then. Yeah. Because I have resources on how to wean. And you can wean whenever you want. You know, you can wean. That's your decision. That's your personal decision. Right. But other people, if they're telling you to wean and you don't want to wean, and if they're telling you you have to wean, again, that's a huge red flag. And, you know, so we're supposed to be talking about what to do. (laughs) We can just change the title. (laughs) Um. But, uh, you know, what I was saying before about like educating people and, you know, taking the time to do that, you know, I also mentioned smiling and nodding. Smiling and nodding goes a long way with whoever you're talking to. You can just say, okay. Oh, okay. You know, it, mm-hmm. because people can't make you wean. They just can't. And they can tell you all the things. And, or you can say, I don't want to talk about this anymore. You know, we're good. I don't want to talk about this topic anymore. Right. If that's your, especially if it's like your family or something, say, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's your family. Yeah. It's not their business. Yeah. And it it really, I, you know, when it comes to like, the other thing that it it doesn't matter if it is your provider, if it's your family member, whatever, they're going to say to you, oh, I think you should just wean or why don't you just wean now? Or yeah, if it's really like, why don't you just wean? They say that and then they go on with their day. They're not thinking about that conversation again. No. Whereas for you, as a parent, you're like, anxiety goes through the roof and you're tormented over it. And, you know, oh, well then, you know, if I should wean, then I got to do this, that, and the other thing. And how is my baby going to adapt? And I don't know what to do. Like, it is not... It is not as easy as that. That is not, that is the other thing. They don't have to wean. Right. Because weaning is no joke. Like your child, if you want to wean, go for it and we'll give you the resources for it. But it's no joke. Like it's a process and your child is not going to be happy. And I'm not saying that you should keep, you know, keep breastfeeding just because your child's unhappy about it. Like 
I'm just saying, this person telling you to just wean, just wean as if it's just a thing you do one afternoon. <laughs> Be like, just potty train. Yeah, yeah right. Just potty you train s- them. Snap your fingers and it'll happen. Ugh. But it should be your decision. That's really like the bottom line takeaway of this episode is that it should be your decision. All of it should be your decision. If it comes, no matter what the reason being, if you decide, okay, I want to wean because I feel like I'll get more sleep, which probably isn't true, but okay, give it a shot. Good luck to you with that one. But it, it's your choice. And that's what it comes down to. It should be your decision. Nobody should be telling you, you should, you need to wean if you want to do this medical procedure. You need to wean if you want, if it really is not a reason for you to need to wean. And the majority of the time it is not. It should be your decision. My boobs, my business. Oh, that's good. Did you just make that up? I don't think so. I think that's like a meme thing that goes I, around I think sometimes. I've seen it, yeah. But you could have made it up. I don't know. I, like, I did. I made it up. That came from me. <laughs> Somebody's going to sue us, probably. You um, know what I did come up with, though, that is around now is the... Um, how does it go? If you say, I support breastfeeding, but... Dot, dot, dot. Oh, that was means, you? Yes. It means you don't support breastfeeding. Right. Yeah. They, that was my they, very first meme that went crazy. That's like awesome. Ten, 10 years ago. It's really yeah. good. I, but it's true. And it's like, that's true with everything, right? We hear it right. all the time. People say, you know, A, B, and C. However, it's like, all right, now you just totally negated yeah, everything that came I, before I, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I support breastfeeding just but as long as it's, you know, they're under six months. Yeah. You know what I hear about with with that kind of thing is like the biting. Right. And it's it's oh, funny because yeah. you kind of like made me think of it when you're first talking at the beginning of the episode about really kind of making your going so far to make your relationship with your baby work. And then it, you get to a certain point and you're like, well, I'm not going to stop now. Right. And that's kind of how I felt like I had one one kid bite me. And bite me like hard enough to like draw blood. Like Ugh. it was it was pretty significant. Mm-hmm. And it was one of my twins. And then I, now I'm trying to breastfeed two kids off of this, you know, off one side and try to heal the, the other side and everything. And mm. people tell me all the time, oh, I, 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 I'm done. I'm weaning if they bite yeah. me. Yeah. And I'm like, when it happened to me, I was like, I came way too far. And I remember he was seven months old. And I remember thinking, I am seven months in. I'm not stopping now. We're just going to have to figure this out. Like, and there yeah. was my thing. I was like, I'm not stopping because like, no, I, I didn't go all this way, breastfeed these two kids and make it work for my family with my toddler and all this stuff. And then I, no, I'm not going to, no, I'm not just going to stop just because of that. And, but that was my yeah, choice. And, yeah. And, but it, and, and people act like it's stupid. They're like, oh, well, you know, just wean. It's no big deal. Like, well, you'll still have your child. People don't understand Mm-mm. that this is like a relationship that you have, that this is like the defining thing with in your relationship with your child. People act like that's stupid, but it's actually, it, it's biological. Mm-hmm. This is the first thing that you do when they're born. 
This is the way that that you that they are, you know, developing attachment to you. And, you know, this is like it's not just a tiny little thing. Don't let ever met let anybody tell you that you're, you know, that you're taking it too seriously or that, you know, that that you're making too big of a deal out of it because it's you're not. This is like this is the biggest thing. And people mm-hmm. just don't people don't get it. No. And you like you got to know that when people are saying these things or whatever they say to you, like they just don't know. They have no idea. And it's, you know, it's sad. And sometimes people are jealous. Yeah. Sometimes people, you know, especially family members or whatever, and they see this happening and they're just like, oh, I didn't have that or I didn't. I didn't. And And it sucks. It sucks. You know, it must suck to look, you know, to see something happening that you tried to do and couldn't or that you were told you shouldn't do or, you know, whatever. And you didn't have that. And, you know, that must be terrible. But I mean, that's, that's where some of it comes from sometimes. Right. Absolutely. So keep doing your thing. Yes. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.